wonderful to have another session of fellowship another time of worship that we can enjoy with our father thank you all for always taking all the time taking all your early mornings to be with us it's it's such it's a blessing to have you all it's been such a great journey of these 21 days um we are finally on day 10 about halfway so 11 more days to go in this powerful journey of fellowship <clears throat> let's start with prayer father you are the eloquence of love the manifestation of grace the testimony of goodness the direction of faithfulness father in your depth there's righteousness in your breath there's goodness in your past there's mercy in your future there's deliverance forevermore in the encompassing greatness of your divinity man has come into fellowship at rest lord in the fullness of your i am we have come to fellowship with that identity as I am. Conform us into the reality of you. Transform us into the testimony of you. Father, we yield this morning. We ask for the abundance of your spirit, that spirit of grace, that the breath of God in us may be made tangible to us, that the consciousness of God in us may be active and working for us we yield holy spirit that in this time that everything the sacrifice of christ has conferred unto us we embrace it we receive it we embody it we become it in the name of jesus we are asking for a transformative time of fellowship we are asking for a reformative time of gathering we are asking for a time that will not be the same as we have come to this tenth day father encourage us strengthen us teach us of grace help us know this holy spirit this spirit of grace that in knowing him we may know christ and in knowing christ may know the father we decree all ministries align we decree that this time moves in god's purpose we superimpose the will of god as we drink from the living water in jesus name amen amen how's everyone doing today how's everyone enjoying this morning it's like I said, um, it's great to be here. <clears throat> As directed, today I'm going to start differently. I'm going to start with a song. Since we are talking about grace, I want to start with a song about grace. I mean, those of you in Sunship Place, you already know the song, but I would sing the song again. And as we go into this topic of grace. You are the anchor of my soul When I'm lost and found in you You are the center of my joy There is peace and hope in you Cause your grace is enough 
For every mountain, every battle, we are raised. Is enough now, never. Lord, we strong in your grace is enough for every mountain, every battle. We have raised is enough now and never. Lord, we're strong the grace is enough for every mountain and every battle. Your grace is enough now and never. The grace God has given is enough for every mountain, for every battle, for every weather. He's the anchor of our soul. He's the center of our joy. He's the one we lean on. He's the one we hold on to. We are talking about grace. So what is grace? Who is grace? How is grace? Grace is the eloquent description of God as a gift to the believer. Grace, G-R-A-C-E, is grateful, rest, accepting Christ's essence. I'll repeat that. Grace is grateful, rest, accepting Christ's essence. The essence of Christ is the Spirit of God. The essence of Christ is the Spirit of God. If something is an essence, it is the character of his existence. So the essence of Christ is the Spirit of God. The essence of Christ is grace. And that grace is a being. That being is the Holy Spirit. He's not a dove. He's not simply fire. Is the consciousness of God at work in the believer. Grace is all that God is being at work in you. Grace is all that God is being at work in you. Let me go further. Christ is faith. Christ, um, faith is Christ. Faith is also the finished work of Christ. But the finished work has to finish work in us. Christ finished work for us. But the finished work has to finish work in us. For the finished work to finish work in us so that we become an embodiment of what was done. God himself who finished it brought himself into us to establish what was finished. The being who is God that establishes what was finished is the Holy Spirit. 
that being in us is grace. He's the enlightenment of God. He's the empowerment of God. He's the see when something is con- when you are conscious when it's when I say something is the consciousness of God at work in you. Your consciousness is your active awareness, not just being aware. Your active awareness. So when if grace is the consciousness of God at work in a believer, so it's the active awareness of God at work in a believer. So you don't you don't just know. You become like. So the image is in Christ. The likeness is in the spirit. Faith makes you the image. Grace makes you the likeness. In grace, you operate like the Father. Because faith has made the Father obtainable. Grace makes the Father available. And not everything available is obtainable. Because fishes are available in the sea does not mean that you can just enter and grab it. You need something, you need a hook, you need a net to obtain what is available. So the Father is available in the believer by faith, by grace. The Father is obtainable to the believer by faith. The more faith you know, the more the revelation of Christ you receive, the more you can access and walk in the Father that has life in you. Grace is the fullness of the Father available in the v- believer. Faith is the fullness of the Father obtainable to the believer. By faith, you obtain grace so that you can have the good report of the likeness of God. Grace. Grateful. Rest. Accepting Christ's essence. You are brought to gratitude by the presence of the Spirit, the Father in you, because you begin to see the works of God. You begin to know Christ, and you begin to recognize this finished work. The Spirit brings you to all, all truth, and the more truth you know, the more rest you have. So you are brought to gratitude. So grateful, rest. So grace brings you to rest, because he brings you to all truth. He brings you the person that is to the person that is the truth. He brings you the person that is the beginning. He brings you to the good shepherd who gives you the still water that restores your soul. So graceful and you have rest. Grace brings you to acceptance. It brings you to embracing. It brings you to relying on. It brings you to a place of submission, which is the identity of sonship. For those who are led, who are submitted to the Holy Spirit, are called sons. So in your accepting, you're embracing the fullness of the finished work. You become like the one who has finished work for you. So grateful rest, accepting Christ. So by grace, you become the embodiment of Christ. As he is, so are you, not by faith, but by grace. He finished work so that faith finished work so that grace faith finished work on the cross and before God that grace can finish work in you. Faith finished work on the cross and before God in judgment that grace can now finish work in you. Grace full grateful rest accepting Christ's essence, the essence of Christ is the Spirit of God. The essence of Christ is that Holy Spirit. The essence of Christ is not a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a dove that descends. The Holy Spirit is not, the Holy Spirit is the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit is not, see, Christ, is, uh, God the Father is not God the Father, pro, is God pro max. Jesus now stepped down, and the Holy Spirit is now stepped down of the step down. 
they are all God. They are all holy one. It's like ice, water, vapor is still all they are different forms of water. Whether it's water that is frozen as ice, whether it's liquid, or whether it's vapor, it is still water. They are all one. They are different kinds of human beings. They are all human beings. Human beings still have different names. I'm a human being, O.C. And another one is a human being called Owen. There's a human being called Ellen here. There's a human being called Toba. We are all human beings. Our identity is human beings. They are all God. Their identity is God. They are different. There are three beings who have the right to be called God. And all three have come through faith and grace to dwell in us bodily. Faith, finished work. That grace makes us the finished work of God. Now, I want to say something. Where faith and grace interact is what we call born again for the believer. Where faith and grace interject, the identity of God is born in the believer. Where faith and grace interject, the identity of God is born in the believer. So when faith and grace interject, you now say you are born again. Intersect or not interject. Where faith and grace intersect, the believer is born. Your identity comes. I want to just this is this is just a summary of a lot of things we are going to say and we are going to get into today. Now let's get into the first point. We know that faith finished work. We know we 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 went to the history on on this our journey in faith. We went into the history of a lot of things. We proved judgment day. I want to go through one of those scriptures we used for when we were quoting. If the foretelling of the judgment they happening and that was Joel chapter 2 from verse 28 to 29 new king james version i'm going to read that Joel 2 28 to 29 new king james version i read and it shall come to pass afterward he says afterward that means afterward that means something happened before something must have happened before that he's now saying afterwards what happened before christ died Christ was risen. Christ went before the judgment seat. Christ took our judgment. Christ then descended and presented himself before God. Christ has now reconciled us to the Father eternally. So now, after that happened, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also my maid servants and on my my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. He shall pour out his spirit. His spirit shall be poured out on all flesh. Their sons and their daughters will prophesy. So afterwards, there is a coming of the spirit. The spirit shall come. He shall pour it out as a result of what was done. This shall be the gift for the last days. So, verse has come to pass in the last days, I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. Why? Can we interrogate it again from a different person's perspective? Zechariah 12, verse 10. 
Amplified. Let's see what Zachariah has to say about that same thing. Zechariah 12.10 says, I will pour out on the house of David and on the people of Jerusalem the spirit of grace. So it's not just any spirit. It's the spirit himself is grace. The unmerited favor and supplication. He is that gift of God. That gift of favor. That gift of this. That gift of supplication. Hmm. Why will God give us supplication? He provided for all our needs in the gift of the Spirit. Everything for life and godliness is provided. Everything for life was provided in Christ. Everything for godliness was provided in the Holy Spirit. Think about something. If the extreme of God is holy, for something to be called the Holy Spirit is the extreme of God's holiness. Now, if, he's, if that extreme of God's holiness is in us and we are not consumed, that means the finished work of Christ, truly finished work. But instead, it is as work in us Making us set apart, which is what holy means. Set apart for the likeness of the Father. Man cannot do that alone. But he's given us the gift of supplication to supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. And the riches of his glory is first Christ and his spirit. Both bring you to what? Love. And they will look at me whom they pierced. And they will mourn for him as one who mourns for an only son. And they will weep bitterly over him as one who weeps bitterly over a firstborn. The gift of Christ, the gift of the Spirit, was to bring about a revelation of an understanding of the sacrifice of Christ. This is how the Spirit brings us to all truth. The Spirit was given. The Spirit came down. As, it, as, as, as fire to prove that the sacrifice of Christ was accepted. So Pentecost was not a display of fire on people's heads. But if you remember in the Bible, every time fire came down, it was to consume the sacrifice. Moses called down, fire came down for Moses to consume the sacrifice, proving God accepted the sacrifice. Even then, what's his name? Elijah used, used, used that to demonstrate how God was on his side, that God consumed his sacrifice. Solomon called down fire to, to consume the sacrifice if God had accepted his sacrifice. So from Solomon's receiving, from fire as a response to Solomon's sacrifice. Moses, fire sent down as a response to sacrifice. Elijah calling down fire to prove that God has accepted the sacrifice. God is the living God. So after Christ had sacrificed, that we may be partakers in the sacrifice of Christ. Fire was sent down upon we who are living sacrifices to prove that the sacrifice of Christ was accepted and we have now become living sacrifices to God. Now, by the consuming fire upon us, we are now a sweet-smelling savour of Jesus Christ to the Father. We are accepted, we are acceptable unto the Father by the consuming of the Holy Spirit upon us. Sacrifice of Christ was accepted. And that acceptance was proven on Pentecost. Acts 2, 
1 to 3. When the day of Pentecost, I'm reading Amplified. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like a, like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them and rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were filled, that is, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them ability to speak clearly and appropriately. The Spirit of God, the Spirit that came down as fire, the Spirit of God in you, is proof that God accepted the sacrifice of Christ. So every time the enemy tries to lie to you that you are not acceptable before God or acceptable to God, you were not perfect. You were not sinless when the Spirit of God came in you. So it is not your sin nature that defines the presence of the Spirit. It is Christ's sinless nature that, con that defined you as a worthy sacrifice. That's why the Bible now says, present yourself as a living sacrifice. Holy. Who makes you holy? Who makes you holy? The presence of the Spirit of God in you is what makes you holy. If someone has the spirit of madness, the person is mad. If someone has the spirit of anger, the person is angry. If someone has the Holy Spirit, you are holy. Simple logic. You have been made holy. So you present yourself as a living sacrifice. You are made holy and consecrated. Who consecrates? It is not you that consecrates. It's the high priest that consecrates the sacrifice. And the high priest is Christ. We have a high priest that understands what we are going through, saw us, and still chose us. He's, so he was he's the sacrifice. He was sacrificed. He is the priest. He is the one that receives the reward. And he's the one that goes before and presents himself. So the high priest finished work, is the finished work, and has finished work for us and presented a finished work so that we can become the embodiment of the finished work unto the Father. Does that make sense, people? In Christ, you are consecrated. And so, look, when the sacrifice is brought, the person that brings the sacrifice is not looked at. It is sacrifice that is looked at. And the sacrifice... So, you are not the one looked at. It's the sacrifice that, is, that represents you that is looked at. And the sacrifice was pure and blameless. So it was accepted. And fire, the fire consumed it. They did not start the fire. Go and read the Old Testament. They did not start the fire. Their job was to maintain the fire that was sent down. The job of priests in the Old Testament was to maintain the fire. To, find, to continually fan the flames of the fire that was brought down. So they did not start the fire. He started it. So... He, the fire consumes the sacrifice. The Holy Spirit is that fire that makes us holy. Christ is the priest that consecrates us. So by the, by the Spirit making us holy, by Christ's consecration, we are now worshipped unto the Father. Because that Spirit who is holiness in us, by holiness in us, and by the priest who consecrates us into truth, Spirit, truth, you are now worshipped. That is why embracing what God can do for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Is this making sense, people? Are we understanding this? It is an insult to, to the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we, are, we start praying rubbish players like die by fire, send down fire, fire is for the sacrifice. Fire 
is not for spirit. You don't use fire. Fire is proof that God has accepted the sacrifice. Fire is not for misunderstood prayers that we that people pray. It is a testimony. It is a testimony of the finished work of God and the acceptance of the believer to the Father. That's what it was for. That is why Ephesians now is bold enough to say to us, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, says to us in Amplified, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, is now bold enough to say to us, for it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but is the undeserved gracious gift of God. So, you are saved by grace, through faith, that none should boast. It is the gift of God. Hold on. He did not say it is a gift of God. Oh, I was passing by and I gave you a gift. No, it's not a gift of God. It is the gift. Definite article. So God gifted you himself in grace and faith that you cannot boast of any interference in his work. The finished work, finished work in faith. The finished work and makes you the finished work in grace. So by the person of Christ in faith and the person of the Holy Spirit in grace, salvation is complete that the only work a believer can do is believe. So grace will equip you. Grace will instruct you so that you, it equips you into faith and instructs you by faith so that you become the embodiment of faith in every space that you are in. Grace develops your character so that you look like the nature of the Father. Grace through faith. That is why we know we close out our prayers when in church and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ which is the love of God and, and fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word there, the and in that statement is kai. And when you, you check the history, kai, kai is which is, such as, even though it is not always and. So what we are saying is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God, which is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. So the testimony of God's grace to us the testimony of the love of God is that we now have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Why is that important? For, for you to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you are fellowshipping with the availability of the Father in you. So you are not a bastard. You are not someone that was left alone. You have the embodiment of the Father, the consciousness of God in you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God. So God showed you love in grace. How did he show you love? By, um, by dwelling in you bodily. Dwelling so that you can fellowship. The 21 days of fellowship. He's dwelling with you so that you can fellowship. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is that God showed us love in such that we can fellowship with him. Fellowship with him, his spirit, his essence, the essence of Christ in us. This is grace. That's why 2 Timothy now testifies. That's why Paul testifies in the letter to Timothy. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, 
second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 i'm reading amplified for god did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear but he has given us a spirit of power and check it again this and two is kai so spirit of power power and love and of sound judgment and personal discipline ability that results in a calm well-balanced mind and self-control so what let's interrogate that so by the consciousness of god in you aka grace you are not afraid you did not receive fear because true love casts out fear so the grace of our lord jesus Christ brings you to the love of god brings you to love in what fellowship with the holy spirit so you do not know timidity you you are bold because god's when something when you are conscious of something you are actively aware so the active awareness of god is at work in you so you are bold because you know who is with you so if god is for you who can be against you you are bold if god is for you all things work together for the good for your good you are bold you don't have timidity you don't have cowardice you don't have fear but you have the spirit of power christ is the wisdom of god Christ is the power of God. Remember, grace is grateful, rest, accepting Christ's essence. Grace is grateful, rest, accepting Christ's essence. The essence of Christ is the Spirit of God. And if Christ is the wisdom and power of God, the Spirit of the Spirit, which is the essence of Christ, is the Spirit of power and the Spirit of wisdom of God. So if you have the Spirit of power and the Spirit of wisdom in you, you have the wisdom and power of God actively at work in you. In grace so you have not given the spirit of cowardice or fear but you have the spirit of power and so which is the spirit of love remember love the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God such that we can fellowship with the Holy Spirit so the spirit of power which is love which is a sound mind so by the consciousness of God in you you have the power of God at work in you the love of God aware with you aware to you and the sound mind which is the mind of Christ present in you and it is that from that mind of christ the spirit in your inner man that you now have peace calmness and you have a well-balanced mind and you have self-control because it is not you that is working out your salvation it is the spirit that is causing you to will and to do for god's good pleasure because the spirit of the spirit of grace is also the zeal of god so you desire what god desires for the same reason he desires it so self-control is not a result of effort. It's a, it's a product of grace in you. That's why self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Are we tracking? Grace makes you acceptable. You are the acceptable sacrifice of God by grace. Grace is a great... You come into a place of gratitude. You come into a place of rest. You come into a place of embracing the essence of God. Grace is a being. That being is the Holy Spirit. It's the consciousness of God awake in you. Grace is proof that God has accepted us by the sacrifice of Christ. Grace makes you the miraculous of God in every space that you are in. Are we tracking? I started with a song. I will end with the song again. When we are grown up, we used to sing a song. Jesus. Jesus.
Jesus. Your name. Jesus. Jesus. Your name is a miracle. Your name is a comforter. Your name is a mighty warrior, Jesus. As sons, I enjoyed the miraculous. As sons, I am being comforted. As sons, the battles won for me in Jesus. Also, as sons, I command the miraculous. As sons, I also am comforting. As sons, I'm more than conqueror in Jesus. By the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, by the consciousness of God in us, we live out the life of Christ. We embody the nature of Christ. We embody the finished work of God. We become the fullness of the I am in every space that we are in. We become the translation of the Father's nature in every space that we are in. We become the life of Christ to the people that encounter us. He consumes us to be the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ unto the world. We begin to smell like a sweet-smelling savour before God because now it is Christ in us being consumed as a fragrance unto the Father. We begin to look like in Christ in image, but we operate like Christ in likeness in the name of Jesus. By the embodiment of the Holy Spirit, we shall continue to live out the consciousness of Christ in Jesus' name. Everyone shall, that encounters us shall encounter the Father in the name of Jesus. We decree, therefore, that the consciousness of Christ is awoken in us by the presence of the Holy Spirit. We decree the revelation and understanding of our worthiness to God be made tangible to us in the name of Jesus. We decree the consciousness of God encourages us in the life of Christ in the name of Jesus. The lie of powerlessness is removed from our mind that because the spirit of power is at work in us, we have the power of God at work in us in the name of Jesus. We are not powerless. We have the capacity of God because the spirit of God, the essence of Christ is at work in us in the name of Jesus. Our testimony is gratitude. We are not complainers. We are also, we are instead grateful in the name of Jesus. We are full of gratitude. We are great and full in Christ in the name of Jesus. We are great and full of Christ in the name of Jesus. We have come into rest, regardless of all that surrounds us. By the Spirit who is our comforter, we come into rest. We are led beside the still waters. Our souls are comforted. Our souls, are re our souls rejoice because the fullness of the, of the I am, the shepherd of our souls, has brought us rest in the name of Jesus. We continue, Father. We accept, we receive, we embrace all that you have done for us so that we can become the embodiment of you in every space that we are in. In the name of Jesus, we come into rest. It is our year of rest. 
in this year of emergence, we receive the gift of God given to us in grace in the name of Jesus. By grace, we are worthy and acceptable to God in the name of Jesus. We have the consciousness of God at work in us in the name of Jesus. We have the mind of Christ at work in us in the name of Jesus. We are not ruled by our vices because of the Spirit of God working out the salvation of Christ in us in the name of Jesus. Our vices shall not be our testimony, but the victory of God is our reality in the name of Jesus. Our vices shall not be our testimony from any form of addiction to any form for anything that the enemy constantly uses to have hold over us. Sin shall not have dominion over us because the nature of sin has been conquered by the nature of the Spirit alive in us in the name of Jesus. It is our year of transformation. It is our year of conforming to the image of Christ. We walk in the fullness of the I am. We have strategy for the season. We enjoy and see the love of God. The love of God is tangible to us. The love of God is tangible to us this year. We Everything that love means to us, every way we are created to be loved, we shall receive it this year in the name of Jesus. Even from our spouse, from those that surround us, everything that affirms the love of God to us, it shall be tangible to us in the name of Jesus. But we shall not just receive this love, we shall embody it and show it to those that surround it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for grace, that the empowerment of God, the enlightenment of God, the wisdom of God, and everything God calls himself be made tangible in our lives. We emerge as the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is made tangible to us. We receive the love of God, and we fellowship with the consciousness of the Father in Jesus' name. From this fullness of grace, love, and fellowship, we enjoy the goodness and the message of God, being the dwelling place of God, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for joining. Um, we have, feel free to join us tomorrow. And just heads up, in 20 minutes, we have our actual service um, online. Link in bio. You can join us on the actual service on Google Meet. Look forward to seeing you all there. Love and appreciate you. Have a blessed day.